Hello and welcome to Filmroar here at Bunkerzilla UK. It's the place where we review the latest movies from across the cinematic spectrum. I'm one half of your cinematic duo, Ian Bolton, and I am joined as always by my cinematic partner in crime. It is, of course, Christian R. Allen. Hello, Christian. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. We're recording this at a very early hour. We don't record this early. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful Saturday morning and I have nine it's it's 9.30 that early? For a Saturday for me, it is. How long do you normally lay in for? Probably till about 10, 10.30. You lazy like, sausage. The day like, is beautiful. Well, it's not beautiful. It's very murky, actually. Yeah, it's All a bit right. overcast looking outside. But no, it's like my body clock seems to go for my Monday to Friday when, I, when I'm working from home. I'm kind of going, oh, yeah, body clock will always get me up around 8 o'clock so I'm ready for work at 9. But on Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays, my body clock just goes, hey, this is a weekend, Ian. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> Nothing. Extra sleep. <laughs> Extra sleep. Oh. <laughs> Extra sleep for you, you good boy. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, if, if I'm ever allowed in your home again, you know, if, you know, the world changes. Um, how do I wake you up on a Saturday morning? Do I just, like, gently tickle your tummy? No. Or, like, do I, do, I, do, I, do I whisper sweet pleasants in your ear? Like, I think an air horn will suffice. Air horn. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I do, I do have an app for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I haven't used this app in sort of. Here we go. Oh wait, oh, wait. It's not annoying at all. Every time, <laughs> every time I use it, I feel like Homer when he's wearing the massive cowboy hat, the two air horns, just like. <laughs> I love seeing that picture of the little catchphrase, the average American. Just like, yeah, yeah. Let's get that. <laughs> anyway, despite the fact it isn't early more, it's early Saturday for us. How are you doing? For you? Um, yes, very good. Very good. Thank you. I was just talking about, um, for, this won't interest the people listening on our podcast, but um, um, I've accidentally created a nice composition with my, my lighting and the way my microphone is positioned. Um, this is the best... This is the happiest I've been with the way I look on the show. So my my fragile ego and huge levels of narcissism are quite happy this morning. And this this point will be completely lost to our listeners who are enjoying the podcast audio version, which you can download from Apple, Spotify, all good podcasting platforms right now. I just made that point. I mean, I didn't sell the podcast. That's not my job. That's your job. You're the producer. I don't care if anyone listens to this. I, I have um, one. I have one friend who listens to this and gives me feedback, it's like, which is nice. Is it me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. 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 no, no, no. Actually, I, 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 have a, I have a few people who listen to this, which is quite nice. And um, my favorite, my favorite thing is when I do this podcast is getting messages from friends going, um, um, "You're wrong about this film." Like, what, what film in particular have people said you've been wrong about? Um. Coffee and cream. They said it's even worse than one star. So they've uh, said. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so basically, they're saying you're not. You weren't cruel enough. Okay. <laughs> people, in all seriousness, people tend to seem to be agreeing with my views. I don't know if they're just pandering to me out of friendship, and they all secretly think I am a cinematic hack that only mm. talks about the Dark Knight and why the Dark Knight is better than any other film. Did I ever mention that I really like the Dark Knight Rises? Oh, 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 God. Um, I, 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 will, I will say this: that the, I do have very close friends who hate the Dark Knight Rises, and that's the only real contention with these kind of conversations I have. Like, going slightly off tangent, have you watched 
any of Auntie Donna's big old house of fun yet? No, no, I haven't had the chance. I've, I've, because, got, I've got Christmas holidays coming up, so I might spend a day binging on those. Are they good? Yeah, because the first episode, they're looking for a new housemate. And they do uh, they do an homage to their role play skit that they that not role play roll call skit that they do at the high school series. Yeah, the high school, yeah. Where they're going through just various people, and they and it comes to average normal man, and it just cuts to this person going, "The Dark Knight is the greatest movie in the history <laughs> of movies." <laughs> oh no, it's me. <laughs> and, then, and then the next thing is. Man who's taken cosplay too far, and it's Mark dressed up as a Heath Ledger Joker. He's <laughs> going, going. Do you want to know how I got these scars? And then the guy who cut from the previous one just comes by. And says, oh, I see. It's brilliant because look, he's dressed up like the Joker from the Dark Knight. <laughs> from the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is, it is, it is a bundle of fun. It is absolutely silly comedy. And I love it. And I've watched a few episodes more than once already because it's it's short, it's sweet, and it's just it's just bonkers. I, I will take a recommendation. I do love their YouTube. My only criticism of their YouTube series is the videos are a little too long at times. They don't they needed to know when to stop. So I'm hoping with a huge Netflix budget, they have a bit of they have an editor pushing um, like honing uh, their genius. I would say I would say a mixture of the episodes are some of the skits that they've already done and are quite popular online, but they are shorter. And for the sake of the Netflix audience, the language is considerably toned down because <laughs> they do love, they do love certain C words in their, in their discussions. Oh, yeah, this would be Americans would be watching this. They, they yeah. do not like the C yeah. word, do they? Yeah. Well, well, as you know, in Australia, it's even more prevalent than in the UK. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they, they drop it during one particular moment and the, the, placement of it is just perfect and i, I generally well, laughed no, out loud say, say no more say no more i will say this um we have an inset day at my school and mm. i did have one teacher who shall remain anonymous saying to me yesterday afternoon see you next tuesday mr allen i was like wow like do you need, do, that... you need do you need time to think about that ian <laughs> is it is it passively aggressive or aggressively or passive <laughs> <laughs> C-U. Yes, I, I, I know. Oh, okay, I, know. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure how much of your, like, coddled bubble that um, for your, like, really well-protected, lovely child. No, no, I, no, I'm very familiar with that phrase. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> I'm very familiar with um, that. But anyway. Uh, speaking of um, just television, I, I haven't watching Auntie Donna. I, I've continued my Simpsons marathon. Oh, yes. Um, I, I, I realised I don't have season six on DVD, so I've switched to Disney Plus, and... <gasps> They've, they've, they've corrected the aspect ratio. Yeah, it's been it, yeah, it's been corrected for the last couple of months now. <laughs> the, picture, the picture quality—it's a lot better than the DVDs. It's still not great. Mm. Oddly yeah. enough, their, their remastering of um, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is a much much better job. Um, oh, I have to go watch that. They they have cropped it for Disney Plus. If you buy it on iTunes, it's in its original four by three ratio. Okay. Um, but it, it still it still looks pretty good. I mean. Um, I didn't really jump into it that much because it was, I feel it was a bit too nostalgia baity for me. I don't, it very much, um, I, I tried re-watching Thundercats a few years ago and within five minutes I realised it's one of the worst cartoons that's ever been produced. Uh, <laughs> Six-year-old Christian was devastated to learn that a 32-year-old Christian did not like Thundercats. I will say this, and I'll have to do an essay on this at one point. Um, they clearly spent more money on the opening sequence than the 
entire like the rest of the oh yeah 20, got, 21 22 minute episode i think didn't the they budget. get a say didn't they get a famous japanese animation studio to to do it, that for them the, the drop in quality between the title sequence and the opening scenes is shocking it's like it's even worse than a captain marvel uh, comic book these days just, it just co- just comes along with it comes along with the with the sinister trumpet dove because <laughs> they always have like a like it's like whenever bad things happen there's just someone with a trumpet or trombone going bar, 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 bar. <laughs> i think that's just life in general isn't it i mean every village had had hired the sad trombonist just to follow around and like mm. you know, funerals commemorations for like uh you know various military campaigns these sorts of things um, how did we get onto funny? Oh, yeah, sorry, The Simpsons. So yes. I'm, I'm on season six of The Simpsons, and I bring it up because, of course, it a the entire run is incredible. Like this is clearly the golden age of The Simpsons, and I, I looked mm. at the list of episodes in season seven as well, and I'm just like, there are about it's about seventy ninety episodes straight of pure gold. And I'm just mm. like, that's incredible achievement. But one of my favourite episodes from me watching season six is a Star Wars Burns, which is the um, the oh. crossover episode. <laughs> It's the it's the one I think I think it's the episode that Matt Groening famously said I do not want to be associated with this at all and just yes. just completely yeah. walked away. Matt, Matt Groening was very displeased because he didn't like the idea of crossovers, mm. and Matt Groening also more infamously fell out with the producers over the um, the Skinner episode. We all know. The oh one. yeah, yeah the. Uh... The principal Which, and the pauper. Principal and the pauper, yes, yes. yes. And um, it's still, watching, re-watching The Simpsons, it's got loose continuity anyway. Um, apparently, I mean, I didn't realise this, there's been recent episodes of the retconned Homer meeting Marge, and it's now set in the 90s. And it's become like, a, it was like a Friends parody. Oh, I've it's, seen that one. I've seen yeah, that one. It just seemed very weird. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know why they couldn't keep those 70s elements, because if you if I don't know. I, to be honest, The Simpsons should have ended 20 years ago. I'm, I'm enjoying the golden era, but just watching the film parodies, the ones that Mr. Burns creates, I think, I think it was the E.T. one that got me the most. I'll so, be right here. I love that both of us looked at our screens to make sure we were <laughs> with our fingers there. But um, it's, it's oh. so clever. It's just like, get me, get me Smithers, get me Steven Spielberg. Or like, uh, it's sir. Like, they'll get me his, uh, was it, non-union Mexican equivalent? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I can't remember the name. Senior or Spielberg or something oh. like that, yeah. It's when they were auditioning Bumblebee Man. Like, he's very good. Mm. Like, oh, it's it's when it's, it's it comes to that thing. It's just like, are they saying boo or yes. boo words? <laughs> the boo words is the best line in the entire season. <laughs> they think- are, in season seven, another great movie episode's coming up, Radioactive Man. Oh, the fun of doing a the fun of doing a comic book movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's very it's kind of always dated now because the way com- the comic books have taken their hold in Hollywood. It's weird to think how niche and uh, lacking in faith Hollywood was in comic book properties. They do. Um, I think there is an episode in one of the newer series of Simpsons where I think they try to make another radioactive man. But Homer is cast as Radioactive Man, and they put him through the full sort of. Um, I think oh, Seth the Rogen, training machine. Yeah, uh, Seth Rogen is a sort of uh, Hollywood nutritionist that kind of just gets him into like the most incredible shape of his life. But then Homer starts worrying that the nutritionist is uh, cheating on him with other celebrities. 
<laughs> in a sense. And you know what? That actually indirectly links us to today's review, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, because um, let's move away from Disney Plus and let's focus on Apple TV. It's now available on more uh, more devices such as consoles like the PS4, PS5, even Xbox. So we thought it was time to turn our attention to that streaming platform. And we are going to talk about Sofia Coppola's latest film, On the Rocks. So stick with us, the film review's coming up, but first, this. Oh my gosh, do you look beautiful. Liv, how's your mom's hip? Good, thanks. Good. He thinks you're my girlfriend. Grace. Been busy? Yeah. Dean's traveling with clients all the time, and I'm just the buzzkill waiting to schedule things. Just, I'm so stuck. So Dean's going away a lot, huh? On business trips? Dad. Raise your hand if that sounds fishy. He's not like you. He's a good guy, a great dad. Sure, it's nature. Males are forced to fight, to dominate, and to impregnate all females. Maybe he's just not interested in me anymore. Impossible. A woman's at her most beautiful between the ages of 35 and 39. Great, so I have many months left. So, On the Rocks, uh, Sophia Coppola's latest film um, on Apple TV. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Sophia Coppola films. The only film, I, I looked at her filmography on IMDb just to double check if I actually hadn't accidentally watched a film that I didn't realise was directed by her. The only film on her resume that I have definitely watched at a cinema is somewhere with Stephen Dorff. And I can't even remember that, to be perfectly honest. It's, um, it's a story where Stephen Dorff's playing... Um, playing a sort of like out of work actor who's kind of just hunkered down in like one of the most popular Hollywood hotels in Los Angeles and basically just carries on intersecting with celebrities and that while he's trying to get a, a new role or something like that. And he's also trying to bond, I think, with his uh, estranged daughter, which strangely is, is a, I, I see, I sense it's kind of like a recurring thing for Coppola, especially with On the Rocks, because obviously we have this central relationship between Rashida Jones and Bill Murray as obviously a uh, daughter and father who somehow come try to almost come closer together trying to find out whether or not uh, Rashida Jones's husband played by Marlon I think it's Marlon Wayans in this one yes 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 yeah yeah is 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 cheating or not and i think on, on paper the idea sounds quirky enough to be really engaging um i think and i and i know you you are not particularly a fan of this film i think there was some mispotential here. Yeah, um, I, f I found Sophia uh, Coppola quite frustrating at times because I'm a huge, huge fan of Lost in Translation. It's one of my favourite movies. Um, it's one of those films I can put on repeat forever and I'll mm. always find something new and just be thoroughly entertained all the way through. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And I was hoping bringing, bringing um, Coppola and uh, Bill Murray together again would capture some of the magic of that film. Mm. Um, and I, I will say this before I get into the negatives, I, I'll just talk briefly. Bill Murray is by far the best thing this movie has going for it. And mm. I don't know if his performance is strong enough to warrant much uh, recognition in the award season, so, uh, which is a shame because I, I still think he should have won best actor for Lost in Translation, or maybe a tad biased, as you can tell. 
um, because his performance was phenomenal. Not just phenomenal, but very just quite surprising. I mean, Bill Murray is an excellent performer, but he's he's very good at playing a particular kind of role. So whenever he branches out to something different, it's always always worth a watch, even if it's not quite successful. Um, but here, it's just yeah, he he's he's not in the film for about 15, 20 minutes. And very quickly, I thought I was asking myself, where's Bill Murray? Where's Bill Murray? Where's Bill Murray? I do not care about anything that's happening. Where's Bill Murray? And that shouldn't really be the case, should it, when you're watching this kind of film? And if I'm being perfectly honest, nothing I've, nothing else I've seen from Sophia um, um, Cobbler um, has really impressed me i mean there was there was huge buzz of mary antoinette and i couldn't quite get into that um i think that was coming off lost in translation and the success yeah. had. so I, i'm beginning to suspect unfortunately that she's a bit of a, a one-hit wonder i mean it's it's a shame um and this this film definitely this definitely falls into the more it's, it's not quite bad but it's very mundane I would say, if I'm being generous with this film, because quite it it feels like it should be a fun, quirky, interesting take on what is a rather cliched hallmark TV kind of um, narrative. Unfortunately, it's it it is quite cliched, and it, it it's not it's not really playing with expectations. It's just giving the same film you've seen over and over and over again. The only thing that stands out is Bill Murray's. Um, I don't know. Is Bill Murray's character meant to be particularly offensive? Because obviously he's not politically correct. But I, did, I didn't see it. I, he's nowhere near the level of um, extreme caricature of that, that kind of alt-right figure you'd see online. Um, I, think, I think Murray's character in this is is more. It, it, he is a flawed person because of because he is he is. Um, it's an adult. He's a he's a divorcee and through adultery, so so the whole sort of the whole sort of thing of oh your your husband's cheating daughter I I know these because I it's like if I was a man this is what I do and this sort of hmm. stuff because I mean there's a line where he just says you need to start thinking like a man it's like okay but you're clearly <laughs> you're clearly not you're clearly not the best representation of that Bill <laughs> especially when every because they kind of it under it, it it's always there underlined in every scene where Bill Murray's character meets another another woman in a, in a thing, whether it be a waitress, whether it be a ballet teacher, whether it be a former uh, acquaintance, even a yoga instructor. There's always some sort of he just he immediately just piles on the charm and just kinds of. But it's interesting because they're trying to. Present, yeah. I feel like the film's trying to present the character as a sleazeball, but mm. Bill Murray's quite charming and charismatic. So although yeah. it, is, it is awkward that, it, that there's clearly a huge age gap between the women he's attempted to seduce. Not that they're particularly young themselves. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, it just feels more, I, I'm not sure if the film was trying to like criticize his behavior or just showing him as like a quirky eccentric who gets a free pass because, he, because of the charisma that Bill Murray naturally exudes. There's one moment in the film where his behavior and his past are kind of, according to question hmm. that that was actually the one scene in the film i did enjoy that was uh, more like the, the, one of the most sort of like more emotional scenes but again you have this scene 
you have this scene that puts Bill Murray's character under the spotlight, and a couple of minutes later, it's kind of like, oh, That's well. undermined. Yeah. oh, 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 well, we're family. Let's hug it out <laughs> in that sort of in that sort of sense. Um, again, I, I wasn't sure, and there are similar moments where he kind of gets away with it, as it were. I, don't, I think it might be a yeah. strong phrase, but I can't, can't think of any way, other way of describing it. Um, where I, I'm not sure the film is is attempted to criticise the characters' white wealth and privilege. Um, it, I think that that's my biggest frustration of this film is there are a lot of interesting ideas. I'm not sure the film knows where it's going or what it's yeah. doing. I don't feel that Sofia Coppola really knows what she's trying to say with this film. Um, there are just a few disparate, disparate ideas thrown at the audience. And, and I think the biggest, the reason I, another reason I say this is I'm not entirely convinced while, there, while she was working on the script this week, I think she co-wrote this movie. Uh, no, no, she wrote this herself, sorry. She wrote this, uh, wrote this herself. Um, I'm not entirely convinced she knew whether or not, and we won't reveal it if anyone is interested in watching the movie, I'm not sure she knew whether or not the Marlon Wayans character was cheating or was not cheating. Mm. And the decision to either have him be a cheater or not a cheater was made very late or possibly an alternative take. Because mm. um, there are some ambiguities throughout the film that don't feel like they're clever red herrings designed to throw you off it just feels mi- like awkward mixed messages. Yeah. I think, I think for me, the film does follow a trodden path of predictability because mm. if you've never, if you've ever, if you've ever in any form of, whether it be movie or TV, or even if it's an animated episode of say like the Simpsons, there's always the, there's always sometimes you'll always come across that storyline of, is he cheating or is he not cheating or variations of that. Um, so for me, I judged the beats of how the mystery of Marlon Wayne's character was going to be unveiled. And I, I wasn't surprised at the outcome. It was no. just like, it was like, oh, all right. I, um, I, I, again, I second guessed the outcome pretty quickly. And, um, but I was hoping I was wrong because I was, I was I, again, I, I don't know if my expectations were too high for this movie, but then again, my expectations for any movie should be high anyway. Mm. So I don't think anyone should get a free pass, but this, it just felt, I don't know. I think lazy may be too harsh a word, but it's certainly confused and not, not as, not as clever as it thinks it is or attempts yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, it's, I... It's, it's just awfully pedestrian. That, yeah, that, that is the word I was thinking of just then. It's very pedestrian. It's basically we. This all happens. Things happen. Everything gets resolved. We, we resolved, and I'll say resolved very awkwardly as well. I'll say because I I still think the whole thing towards the end of Bill Murray's character is just mm. all right. You, you you had a bit of an argument, and now you're feeling dandy. Where was the repair work here? I don't know. <laughs> There, there was no there was no bridging there was no repair no, work it, no. was, it was very um very odd yeah 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 i think if i was to reflect on this and for the star rating side of things i i didn't mind the film the fact is um because we've watched a couple of films on apple tv uh, for the next few episodes of uh, of film raw um i think out of the films that i've watched on apple tv this is one that i didn't mind watching I'm okay that I've watched it. 
but I will not be watching it again. It's just kind of like that. It was a nice distraction. Thankfully, it was nice. Thankfully, it's a very short film. It's only 90 minutes long, um, which is the nice thing about most films. If they're 90 minutes long, it's nice and short. You don't have to kind of fill. But <laughs> no, I, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't mind this film. I think things were fine. Um, was it quite inoffensive yeah, to you? It, it, inoffensive, pedestrian, kind of by the numbers. And it's like, it's like it didn't it didn't go too off the beaten path for me to kind of go. Hang on a minute, this is just a pile of tosh. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like yeah, some things are, are unsatisfactory. In this I like I like so, that. We should get that on the poster. Not a pile of tosh. tosh. <laughs> I was trying not to swear because usually <laughs> I would be swearing at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, yes, there, there are times where it, it does it does fall down, but it wasn't enough to make me go. I hate this film. I never want to think about this film again. It's just kind of, I can, I can imagine if cinemas are open, I can imagine this film being released to Indian art house cinemas and it would do all right. It wouldn't do much. It wouldn't rock the box office. It wouldn't rock the, re the review circles, I guess, or the, the critic circles. It would just be, this is a film and we'd all go, okay. It was a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, you'd, leave, you'd leave the screen content you were content if it was like if there was nothing else on at the cinema and you went to see this you'd be you'll be okay with it but then you'll be you will easily forget this film fairly quickly to be honest um yeah i i, I completely agree with you it's it's um it's it's inoffensive it's quite forgettable the performances are fairly with the exception of bill murray are they're not lackluster but they're they're not stand out um at all um, you know, and the, the script is very just unimaginative, really. It is it's, a script. Uh, it's, 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 <laughs> this is yeah. a script. It is 90 page long. It has a story. It has a beginning, middle and an end. It might not be the story that you enjoy, but it is a story with a beginning, middle and end. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say if it wasn't for Bill Murray, I would probably be thinking two stars. Um, but the fact that Bill Murray does carry this movie um, without a question, um, even though the performance, not sort of the performance, even though the character is a tad confusing uh, to, to kind of fully grasp, I, I'm, I'm tempted to give this a three star rating. I, I would, I, yeah. I'm never going to watch this film again. I would say at a push, I think it just squeaks into three stars for me. Yeah, but again, so, it's like it's, it's still it's still a recommendation, but I, I don't I would, expect much. No, that's yeah. yeah. I would say, I would say, and I, I just stressed this at the beginning of the review, of the review uh, yourself included, Ian. If you haven't seen Lost in Translation, please, please do. It's it's generally a wonderful magic movie. Um, one of my one of my absolute fate, favorites, um, and it's just. It's just frustrating. It's very frustrating that, that Sofia Coppola hasn't hasn't equaled that that high in her career. I mean, she's got she's pretty young for a filmmaker. She's got a long time to go. Um, and and um, this is going to sound really mean, but anything she makes is not going to be as bad as her performance in Godfather Three. Which, incidentally, is getting re-edited, remastered, well, and re-released later on this year. That was that was going to be my bridging point, actually. So, <laughs> I, 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 um, if you, have you ever seen Godfather Three? Oh yeah, I've, I've seen the Godfather trilogy. 
Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a frustrating movie because it could be brilliant, mm. but Sofia Capella, it's Coppola, so it is genuinely dire as of inner performance and her dad should have realized that instead of engaging in classic coppola nepotism i'm i'm curious to see how this recut or kind of remaster for the film goes um I, i'm not holding my breath but i'm curious i think i i haven't watched the godfather trilogy in about probably 10 10 or so years so, and eventually it will probably be coming out in 4K. So uh, that will yeah, be my I, excuse I to go get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm waiting for the 4K re-release as well. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable. At some it point. is absolutely inevitable. And it will be all of it. It will be the trilogy plus the new versions coda. of it. Yeah, that's what it's called. Coda. It wasn't, it wasn't like a recut. It's just called the, the Coda of it's, Michael it's Corleone, isn't it? The, um, the Godfather Part 3, Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. That's yeah, the yeah, title. Yeah. That is the title. Just scrolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Like it's Harry. a good title. It, it pulled me back in. That was a bad Al Pacino. I was, that, was that Al Pacino? I thought that was Vince McMahon. I, I can I can do I can do a better Al Pacino. My oh my gosh, Al what? Pacino would be perfect for the Vince McMahon biography if that ever happens. Well, they're doing the Netflix are shelling out a ton of money to do a, a documentary series on him now. I mean, we've I mean, got a bit of a, of a tangent, but yeah. like Vince McMahon <laughs> is a crazy son of a bitch. Like, whether you love him or hate him, he's just yeah. a force of nature. He needs just, a film about his just, life. Just just imagine Al Pacino going, but it shots got shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second Oscar in the bag, Al Pacino, definitely. What's the oh. What does this man called? Is it tacos? He didn't know the name. Or was it burritos? He didn't know the name of it. Was referring to was like meat sticks for God knows how long. <laughs> I can't. I, can't. I really love this meat stick. It was so the meat stack. I think he called them meat stacks. I, I might be wrong. Please, listeners, get in contact and give me the correct anecdote. But apparently, for years, like all these executives and like juniors just wouldn't correct him out of fear of Vince McMahon. I mean, he's yeah. the he's the man who sends you out of the room if you sneeze because it's a sign of weakness. Or if you're or if you're not wearing a, a nice smart suit for important business engagements, you will be fired as well. Apparently. Absolutely, absolutely. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I, well, I know this because this is a recurring theme with us, Ian. Is that if we start talking about things that aren't related to the movie we're reviewing, it's probably not a good film. This is possibly a good re- a good point, yes. Yeah. yes. So what I'm saying is probably watch it on the rocks, but WrestleMania X7 will do you a lot better, to be honest. <laughs> that, that that that's going on the poster. That is going on the poster. WrestleMania X7 deals with adult themes of adultery better than this film does, with the whole Trish oh, Stratus. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, it does, doesn't it? It does. It does. So that, that's, that's my final verdict. Three stars, WrestleMania X7's better. <laughs> and there you have it on the rocks three stars just right and with that shocking revelation with wrestlemania out of the way that's all we have time for on this episode of film raw thank you very much for joining us whether you're watching the show on youtube or listening via your favorite podcast platform make sure you subscribe so you get brand new episodes first before everyone else and you can contact us by throwing us an email 
to filmroar at bunkerzilla.co.uk. And there's also a world of monstrous content to discover at bunkerzilla.co.uk. Explore great articles and listen to more insightful podcasts from our very talented team. And finally, don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter with Bunkerzilla UK. So you keep up to date with all the things that are going on with us monsters of culture. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy your movies. And I've been Ian Bolton, joined by Krishna Allen. Uh, my name's actually uh, Christian316. And it just whooped my candy ass. Adios. Adios.